How are students at Mesa College keeping sane during insane times? Distance learning? Can it be a substitute for in-class lessons? And how will coronavirus change our lives forever? Find out on this week's Something Newsy. Hey everybody, this is episode 19 of Something Newsy, the Mesa Press's podcast from San Diego Mesa College. We are still in the thick of quarantine, and we have a few members here today to discuss a few things. My name is Renee Schmiedeberg, and I'm Editor-in-Chief. My name is Lance Nelson, and I am also Editor-in-Chief, co with Renee. I'm Jacqueline Levine. I'm a staff writer. And I'm Ava Mosley, and I'm also a staff writer. So our first topic that we have today is something Lance wanted to talk about, and it's distance learning. Yeah, so when the campus decided to go online, initially I was actually really excited <laughs> because I could save money on gas, I would have free time to study and to see friends. Obviously that didn't end up happening because we weren't allowed to leave our homes. Um, but then like, I started to realize how much the campus structure was helping me, like both mental health and my study habits. So that kind of took a little bit of a dive in the beginning, um, which took a little bit of bouncing back but then I also kind of thought about my classmates like um in our own class like people that have kids so that kind of put it in perspective you know if those classmates can do that then I shouldn't have too much of a problem but um I think the only thing I've had an issue with is the biology labs um since we're not doing like hands-on um activities it kind of makes it a little difficult to fully comprehend the lectures but other than that, I think it's been pretty good. And now I'm kind of set with my study habits. But have you guys had any issues with classes or has it been pretty like smooth? It's been pretty smooth for me. I mean, I do feel that lack of motivation um, that I would normally get from going into a class, especially with this class, because, you know, we're producing a paper. So with that, I guess I kind of also have a little bit more work. Um, cause you know, we just have to do a lot more coordination and stuff like that. But then in a way it's also kind of less work cause we don't have to stay there for a whole day producing the paper anymore. Yeah. We're kind of like constantly doing it. Yeah. That's true. What about, uh, you, Jacqueline, have you had any distance learning difficulties? Um, not difficulties. I just think there's like a little disconnect now because I mean, mentally because some of the faces you can't see you know like oh I didn't do my hair to do today so um you know the people that only want to be on audio and so you can't see people's expressions and it's a whole different thing than being in the class where you know if you smile obviously other people can see it and you get it and you don't have to go ha ha I smiled there because no one can see it right now you know if I'm smiling right yeah, so it's just a strange disconnect to me. But but learning-wise, it's been fine. I also noticed, I don't know if it's younger generations, like I I don't know what it is, but the idea of talking on the phone, since we've had texting, no one really talks on the phone anymore. It's all just texting. So when we went into this Zoom thing, I think like my biology class, it took a long time to get anyone to speak up because everyone was afraid to 
you know, be on the spotlight of the phone call. Um, so that's been kind of interesting. I think it's kind of giving us our phone skills back <laughs> that we may have lost. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, these, these, kids, these kids don't talk on the phone. <laughs> if we ever get to see live people again, then maybe we won't use our phone so much. I hope so. I hope we don't just bounce back into like all of the things we were doing wrong. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ava? What you think about all this? Um, it's definitely unmotivating. I because I do. I have a lab too. I have a geology lab class, and it's so much harder when you're not there, like doing everything. Everything's like he he um, sends us like photos of the rocks, and we have to figure everything out that way. And I also have a ASL class, the sign language class, oh. which is very hard over Zoom. Wow. <laughs> how is that going? Like, tell us more about how you're learning sign language online. It's basically, so she split the class up into smaller groups. And um, we're doing everything in, like, groups of five for, like, 45 minutes per group. And it's just, like... It's just so much harder when you're not there, especially sign language, like to like be there in person with everyone else and like she can correct you and stuff. So it's like it's like the learning like died down a little. Like we don't get as many opportunities to learn as we would in the classroom. Is she like um like is she sign like signing with you through zoom and you're doing that with other students like is that how you're doing it like yeah what? we're just we're literally signing to our computers <laughs> wow that's kind of cool i have a chinese class and then so that's um been more difficult online because like we're we're just we lost a week so lately we've just been flying through things and rushing through things and it, it just, like, I know we can't do the fun games that I'm sure that she had planned for us to play in the class. Um, I'm also bummed that we don't have, like, the Chinese character writing contest anymore. Because I, I won the last one, and I was, like, determined <laughs> to win this one. <laughs> How are you doing with, like, did you have, like, presentations or anything that she's still making you guys do over Zoom? Oh, yeah, we just did a presentation last week, actually. Um, and I think like most people, uh, did a PowerPoint presentation and then we did the share screen and it actually like worked out really well because of the share screen button on here. And I made a video for it. Um, and, uh, that was like really fun to make. So that part, I was grateful that it was like still pretty similar to how I think it would have been if we were doing it in person and I probably would have been more nervous if we were doing it in person too. Cause I would have to like stand in front of the class <laughs> and then present it. But here I can hide behind a computer screen. Yeah, that's true. At least presentations are easier. <laughs> yeah, it was easier. Um, also good just to, for online learning. I mean, that's a skill in itself that we would have normally not really had to learn. I mean, I only had one um, online class my entire time at Mesa and so going all online, it's kind of like forced me to, you know, have different like priorities online. So I think that's been good. Like, I think I could do an online class. I mean, I know I can do an online class now. I agree. I was totally forced to learn, you know, how to do everything online. So it's been good. You know, it's something I wouldn't have chosen to do, like to learn more technical 
information, but um, yeah, it's forced me to learn some good things that I, I know I need to know. Going off of that, like, how are you guys doing mentally amid this coronavirus? And, you know, what? tell me about, like, what good habits and things like that have you figured out to help yourself during this time? Um, I've been uh, volunteering, which was kind of a weird thing at first. Like, my parents are not very happy about it <laughs> because you're still out there interacting with people. But I just, I had to have that interaction with people and know that I was doing something because um, I'm not a big movie or TV person. I just, I don't do the Netflix thing. It's just, I think my attention span doesn't bode well to that. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yes. Wait, I'm kind of surprised to hear that because you used to do so many movie reviews. I know. So, I mean, I love movies, but I just, I like going to movie theaters. That's mm, what okay. I don't like to sit down and watch a movie on my laptop because there's so many other distractions. I'll, you know, half of the movie will be over and I'll decide I want to clean the kitchen or, and then I just, like it takes right. three days to watch a movie. That's true. It is a way different experience in a theater than in your room on the computer. Yeah. Well, where have you been volunteering? Like what's going um, on with that? So there's this food bank here in New York that I started working with. Um, that was really great. And I started doing this thing at this farm on Governor's Island, which there's about 10 of us and we go and compost and plant vegetables and take care of the chickens. And it's pretty much, it's more of like a learning experience that they have for people that live in the city, but now they're focusing on actually producing food for those that need it. And so it's kind of like a trade-off for volunteering um, to just help them you know, bring food into the city. It's not that much because it's a small farm, but it's been pretty good. The chickens are super cute. And <laughs> <laughs> I love chickens. I've never worked on a farm. So it's been, I've learned a lot about composting and recycling and all that. So it's been great. Um, how far is Governor's Island from New York City? It's like a 10 minute uh, ferry from like the bottom of Manhattan. Um, so it's really fast. Um, yeah. And there's like the island itself is technically closed to the public. So it's just volunteers and the people that like the essential workers that work on the island. So it was kind of fun just walking around. We missed our ferry to go back. So we had an hour and a half to just roam <laughs> the island. And that was a little eerie just because there's no one there, but it's so beautiful. And, um, you know, the New York thing is still new to me. So I'm like a tourist, like full heart. So it's been great. Oh, so you had to take a ferry to get there. Yeah. Have you been there, Jacqueline? No, I haven't. I think I've been to Randall's Island, which is like five minutes away from that. I oh, think, yeah. but, but never governors. Nice. And Ellis Island, I've been there. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah, we walked up, you know, the whole Statue of Liberty until you're in the torch. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, do they still do that? I, I don't, well, not I now. I, uh, or not, yeah, not especially now, but I thought after 9-11, they weren't allowing people to go up. You might be right. Or maybe because it was so long ago, they've since allowed it. Anyways, sorry, yeah. taking you guys off track 
Lance, I just realized the listeners are probably wondering, why do you live in New York in the middle of the semester? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original plan was moved here in June. I just, that was like my plan since I started Mesa. And then since we went full online, I moved the move up two months. I was just ready and, you know, I was just hanging out in my apartment so I can do that here. Yeah, so I just, I went. No, my friends were not very thrilled about it. Same thing, because it's like going to the center of it. <laughs> but I'm doing well so far, so that's good. I've been wearing my mask. You know, I was thinking, like, since you're in New York now, and then you're still working for the Mesa Press, so we could have a New York bureau. In yeah. In, like, that's cool. The Press, because you're over there. You know. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're doing volunteering, Lance. So, Jacqueline, what are you doing that's helping you keep sane during these times? A lot of cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm big on cleaning, so now it's, like, extra, extra cleaning because there's so much time. And I'm always doing some kind of art project. So right now I'm in the middle of a mosaic that I'm making from broken dishes and I started a pastel drawing, but I'm not liking that. I might just get rid of that. But there's always art when I'm bored because it makes the time fly by. Mm-hmm. And then I'm happy with, you know, the end result. It's something nice to look at. I didn't know that you did art. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'm big into mosaics for the past few years. I just love it. I love using the old dishes and you know, instead of like buying pre-cut tiles and shapes like that, I just love trying to fit together all the shards of like, oh, a blue and white plate with a floral plate into like a cloud or a bird, stuff like that. And did you teach yourself or how did? No, about five years ago, I took a class in Liberty Station. There is some art school there. I forgot what it's called. And it was, you know, beginning mosaics. So I learned how to do it. And, you know, the process of the cement and the, you know, everything you do. And then from then on, I've just been doing it at home. Oh, that's cool. Are you like breaking plates? so that you can Yeah, I did. I put them in bags and hammer them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, it is. It gets the aggression out. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a, yeah, that's a healthy way to get aggression out. Yeah, it's true. So, Alva, what are you doing during these times? Um, I've been waking up early, which helps a lot, <laughs> because I used to wake up at, like, 1 or 12, and it was really bad. Um, I've also been going on walks. I just started doing that, like, a couple days ago. And then, also, I've been driving by the beach, but it just makes me really sad. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I drove by the beach yesterday and it made me like kind of sla- sad slash angry because there's like so many people out. Oh yeah, there's oh. a lot of people. Yeah, at the beach, like in like where I live, there's there aren't people walking out and about. There's like nobody, but at the beach, like around Encinitas and Del Mar, there are so many people out. The um, Del Mar beach, they have caution tape all around like the trees in the park. Mm-hmm. And there's just like a lot of people just walking on the sidewalks. Right. 
Like when I, I tried to go to the Cove in La Jolla, there were 12 police people. There were four police cops. No, I mean cops. Police motorcycles and then some jeepy looking police things. And they're just down there making sure no one gets to go on the beach. And, you know, like they have nothing else to do. But it was wow. clear. I didn't see any people. Wow. I guess that's the point. I went to Encinitas yesterday and there were, like, I didn't see any cops there. Like, at all. Well, I know they had more protests yesterday. Oh, my and goodness. And protesters, yeah, in Encinitas. What? And they, I must missed them. And they were totally standing on top of each other. It was, like, groups oh. and groups of protesters. Do you wow. guys know if they're opening beaches on Monday? I don't know if I read that right. Some are. Some I'm are not sure which Canada? ones, but yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's too soon. Like, yeah, it's kind of I don't know. I just I can't wrap my head around it. It's like we can't go another month not going to the beach or you know, I don't know. People are everyone's kind of never mind, I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I walk around my neighborhood so I get to be outside a little, but yeah, I like to go to the beach and other places where they're not letting people go right now, but I get it. It's worth not going to not spread coronavirus. Yeah, and for it to not come back, you know, <laughs> in the fall, which it's going to come back anyways, but yeah, hopefully yeah. not as strong. I'm a little nervous. I just read a thing today that says that there's, they're saying that there's no proof that if you get it once, you're immune to it. Right. Yeah. I heard that. You can oh. get it again. Yeah, I've heard people who got it more than one time. Would it be as intense the second time? Does anyone know? They didn't say. I mean, that's one thing about taking biology this semester has been really interesting <laughs> because well. I kind of like understand it more than I would have. Um, but they haven't said, you know, if it would come back stronger or if your antibodies would, you know, what they would do. Mm -hmm. so it's just best to like practice good hygiene and all of that. So let's go into how how do you guys think that coronavirus is going to change life forever after this? Because this is a huge global event affecting basically everybody in every part of our lives. Do you guys think that any of these changes we're seeing now are going to keep going even after this whole virus thing is over? I yeah, you know, I really think that policing is going to become... Um, using robots, actually, because I was reading law enforcement news and there are now uh, robot cops already in existence on the streets. And I saw two prototypes and one looks like a really scary dog. And um, so to me, it's like the future is here. You don't need people out there to, to police. You know, they just have robots already. And I don't know how they do the job, but I just thought it's like the future is here and everything's going to be different after this. People don't want to be out or can't be outside anymore. And I think it, it'll be a permanent change of a lot of things. Where did you see this robot cop? Like, like where were they patrolling? No, I saw it in the magazine, Law Enforcement News. Oh, okay. Which I get in the mail. <laughs> and, and they're going to, they're already using these robot cops somewhere? Yes. One of them is on the streets already. Like in where? San Diego? Um, you know, no, not in San Diego. I don't know where, because I don't think I finished the article. But, yeah, it was on the street. 
I don't know if it gives tickets. I know you can hear it. It has sound and, you know. That's kind of scary. Wait, how does that it work? Is. Can't you just... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoa, Ava. Don't start your, mar- your motorcycle here. My window's open. Wait, how does that work, though? Can't you just, like, run away? I don't know. I mean, it looks like they can run. The scary dog one has legs that can run. Oh, well, that dog! And the other one, the other one is just sort of one big shape that can like it rolls along. It rolls. It looks like it rolls. Oh, like a rolling dog. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so it, like will roll towards you and then arrest you or something. Something like that. Okay. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> um, the whole face mask thing is making me think of like um, because I remember before we before it was so common now to wear face masks here like they already wore them a lot in asian countries because of air quality and other things like that um and then i remember hearing that it can deter facial recognition systems like camera systems and then so that's the reason why some people would wear them too um so that's kind of it's it's just interesting to think about and it kind of goes along you know, wearing face masks with maybe like being uh, like just a part of our future from here because we're like, you know, facial recognition systems are just going to get better and better um, and like more policing will happen that way. So I just feel like it's just kind of like going, going in that direction. It's like a way of protecting your privacy because there isn't any privacy anymore. Right. And it's like not even weird now to wear a face mask. Not at all. So it's just going together. I wonder how long that's going to last, though. I mean, like, my ideal is if going forward, if you're sick, you wear a face mask and like addressing the issues around um, like global warming, which also plays a part in things like, you know, diseases spreading and even starting in the first place. Like, I want to see automotive companies go, not to be like the car guy, but <laughs> to go like full. Be the car guy, Lance. I know. I'm like teetering on this because I don't want to like upset anyone, but I think we need to go full electric. And if this didn't scare us into making some like significant changes, then I just don't really see like what's going to do it. Right. You know, like, and it's it's not, it doesn't even seem like it's going to, end and get better it seems like there's now other things they're talking about that are going to kind of come out of this Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of scary you know and we live here in the united states like pretty like privileged type of life versus other places where they're more susceptible to getting those diseases and dying and so uh, i don't know it stresses me out Yeah, I don't see how, like, those car companies and, like, many other huge companies, how they're not going to change after this. I mean, I just don't, if that happens, like, and they don't switch up anything, I just don't know what to say, you know? Yeah. Oh, and department stores and other mall stores are just dying. I mean, this is going to be it for a lot of them. Like, I heard Neiman Marcus just went bankrupt, which is, like, major, because they had, like, billions of dollars, and now it's bankrupt, because shopping has been so completely, you know, eradicated. 
Wow. Like even, even with their online sales, they're still going bankrupt. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how Amazon is doing because I've definitely been ordering more from them than I normally do. And, you know, the whole thing with them not paying, like, um, is it state tax or I always get that one mixed up. Uh, Federal, I think. Yeah. And so I wonder if they're just like seeing it increase. I mean, they must be. I mean, I ordered a toothbrush <laughs> the other day. <laughs> you did? I mean, among other things, but things that I would have gone to like CVS or, you know, like a local place, but they're right. either out or they're not open. I tried to order some stuff on Amazon too, because in CVS, the whole first aid area from band-aids to wraps to cold compresses was empty it was just there was not a thing left so you know if you need something amazon is the place to go yeah it makes me kind of upset because i try not to go to amazon in general but because of all this it's made me like want to go on amazon more because i don't want to go out yeah i've had the same thoughts like i want to give business to small businesses that are not doing so well but it's you know they can't be open right now so yeah Amazon's just reaping all the benefits. You know, Jacqueline, you might like this YouTube channel um, or this YouTube series where it's all about dead malls. And oh, that's it, fun. Yeah. And it has like a bunch of um, people that follow it and like it. Like he just did, does videos inside dead malls and it's like, it's really eerie and interesting. Oh, well, that's cool. Do you know what the channel is? Yeah, I'll, I, I had to look it up because I don't remember okay. it off the top of my head, but I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Alpha, what do you think? What is our future like? Um, as far as social distancing goes, like the whole six feet thing, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't think that'll last either. Not in the U.S. No, because like already beaches in like Florida are opening up and people aren't following oh my God. those rules. I think everyone's going to be a lot more like... I don't want to say paranoid, but paranoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as far as like the whole social distancing thing goes, I don't think, I think once people get comfortable, they're not going to listen anymore. Yeah, I agree. And I also noticed, um, like I couldn't help but notice that this week when 600 parks opened in San Diego, we had the highest number of um, like people who were diagnosed in a day here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, San Diego made it mandatory to wear masks outside starting May 1st. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which is following National City and and Chula Vista started their mandatory mask thing a few days ago. And San Diego just started, will start May 1st. So outside, like anywhere, like even if you just go for a walk? That's what they're saying. It's a little much, but that's what they want. I think it's a good idea because, like, I still go to the grocery store sometimes and we'll see people not wearing masks. And I don't, I just think, like, you know, we need to be really cautious right now. Um, And last night I decided, like, okay, like, I'm going to be wearing a mask for a long time. So I'm making, like, a fashion mask. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm using, like, black lace and a lavender, like, under, under the lace. So. You know what's wrong with the masks? They make my glasses fog up. Oh, my God. Okay, I have a solution for you. 
Oh yeah. I was just researching this last night for when I make my own. Um, so like when, when I make my own, I'm going to put a little pipe cleaner at the top. So it kind of like, it goes, it, it's more secure around my nose. And then that oh. is supposed to prevent uh, your glasses fogging up. Cause that happens to me too. When I wear my other mask. Yeah. It's really, Oh, awesome. good. Thanks. That sounds good. You're welcome. I don't know. I was just thinking about the social distancing thing and how hopefully we'll kind of stick to that a little bit after this is over. But then you're also seeing everyone post like once this is over, like it's kind of a reminder to live your life to the fullest and do everything you wanted to do. So now right. Everyone is going to flood. Like all the introverts are like, okay, I need to go outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like this wave. That's but. right. My friend would like my friend and I were actually talking on a phone last night. Um, and then we were, it's like she was telling me that she's regrets not going to New York when she had wanted to, or like not going to all these like different places when she had wanted to. And she would tell herself like, Oh, I'll wait until my birthday. And now she regrets waiting until her birthday, which is in November. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, yeah, we were just expressing a lot of like, Oh, we should have like eaten at these restaurants when they were open. Yeah. Um, and things like that. You know, my father's 80th birthday was this past St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. So the family had a trip planned to go to Mazatlan and then this Corona thing happened and and it on the 17th, they had to cancel the trip. And so for his 80th birthday, he, he was like at home, you know, oh, just a whole different situation now, you know. And we have to learn how to do birthdays at home and celebrate the little things and and celebrate the big things at home. My birthday is in a few weeks, and I think I'm just going to, like, hang out with my friends on Zoom or something. I'm not sure <laughs> what I'm going to do, but, like, I hope I do some something. What day is your birthday? It's on uh, May 16th. Hmm. So, like, That's in a few weeks. The day after my sister's. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you're a Taurus. Yes. <laughs> Mine comes nine days later. I'm a Gemini. Oh my God, those Geminis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those Geminis. I love Geminis. I hope that didn't sound like weird or anything. All right, well, this has been the 19th episode of Something Newsy. Thank you for joining us and check us out in our next one. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.